Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Yeah, could I have a number three with cheese and uh, a large coffee? Man, does this smell good. Wolfen down your lunch. <laughs> Serving up today's top sports stories with Wolf and Lou. Hey, boy. Presented by Stadium Swim at Circa Resort and Casino, Las Vegas' ultimate sports fan destination. Yeah, Media Row coverage brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Score up to 5.7% on your retirement savings. It is noon on a Tuesday, so it is time for Wolf and Down Your Lunch. Aaron Maloney is here. Aaron? Did you like those M&M's, Wolf? <laughs> what M&M's, Mal? Like I don't know don't what think, you're talking about. I don't think about. I've ever seen Wolf eat candy. He looked like a wood chipper, too. It was just like... And they were just I mean, gone. he's walking by, and there they are. Peanut M&M's, of course, based on it. It's not the other ones. No, and they are very happily displayed, too, like in a jar. Right so, there in a yeah. big jar. No. Have at it. Seven jars over there. thought your uh, thing of choice was Reese's. Uh, yeah. They didn't have any. Reese's, of course. He would have taken the whole jar if they had those. They didn't have well, those. good thing for the jar, then. So, Devin Booker <laughs> is set to return. It would have been on his head like Winnie the Pooh, like when he gets his head stuck Just in Just please. <laughs> Stop it. Should I continue? Yes. Sorry, guys. Devin Booker is set to return for the Suns tonight after missing the last 21 games due to a groin injury. What kind of stat line do you think he will have tonight? Devin Booker. What does that mean, Ron Wolfley? I'm saying 25. I'm going to go 25. I'm going to go seven boards. Um, Six assists. Those are How pretty about good that? numbers. Okay, so playing Brooklyn, uh, we haven't heard he's going to be on really a, a minutes restriction, have we? No. Uh, boy, 25 is a good number. I'll go 27, 5, and 4. So right in that range. A- averaging over 27 points a game. There you go. So stepping right in. The NBA Board of Governors has approved the sale of the Phoenix Suns and the WNBA's Mer- Mercury to billionaire mortgage lender Matt Ishbia. Ishbia was approved as the Suns' new governor by a 29-0 vote, with the Cleveland Cavaliers abstaining from the vote. The transaction is expected to close today. Your reaction to that? <laughs> so petty. Didn't the Cavaliers... Dan Gilbert. They've abstained for most seasons when they haven't had LeBron, and now they're abstaining from these votes. Like, this is... And now they're actually having a good season this year. So petty. My, my first thought was just put the Suns and the Cavs in the NBA Finals. Let's just... <laughs> let's see what happens. So you have two owners that have... They, they own mortgage companies, ladies and gentlemen, and they compete against each other. Um... And you're going to tell me they're going to carry that over to the NBA and actually owning NBA franchises to a point where the guy abstains from a vote? I'm assuming Dan Gilbert has some amount of billions of dollars, right? He's in the same business. <laughs> He's a billionaire. Okay, so I can't imagine being that petty while being a billionaire. Really? Yeah, like I'm a billionaire. You know what? Yeah, Honestly, I know they though, are. Well, but stop I'm... and think about it. When have you seen money actually improve somebody's character? Uh, I'm, it's going to take me a couple hours. We've got some people walking by. They're going, yeah, that's right. That's right. No, think about that. When have you ever seen, Mason audience, somebody's character improve because of money? I'm saying if you handed me $3 billion right now, I'd put up a lot. I'd put up with a lot more from you is what I would say. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Dan Gilbert, he's petty. So there's been a lot of talk about Chris Paul potentially being in Suns trade rumors and yada, yada, yada. So what is the future of Chris Paul? 
Well, you guys had Jay Williams on earlier today, and he discussed CP3 would be needed for leadership if Kevin Durant were to come to Phoenix. Now that that ship itself, I think CP3 is going to be fine. I think CP3 is the bona fide backbone of the team. I know there are challenges when you get into the postseason, but I think from what he brings to the table from a leadership perspective, holding everybody accountable, uh, and now the focus being on Kevin Durant, um, I, I think you will need, if all hands are on deck, to go after Kevin Durant. I don't see him being a, pay, a piece that you trade in that extraction due to the fact of how his personality can properly so, our Sanderson Ford poll question is up now at ArizonaSports.com, and it asks, what should the Suns do with Chris Paul? Trade him before the deadline? Trade him in the offseason? Keep him for next season? <laughs> wow. I, I have no... It's just hardcore. I can't even believe we're asking that question right now. <laughs> Let's decide Chris, Chris Paul's Paul, future in less four seconds. Your calls next. Um, I have no need to trade Chris Paul. I really don't. I, I'm fine if he plays here this year, certainly. I, I want him to play here this year. I'm... You know, I understand there are money implications next year, so maybe that's a little more complicated. But I'm, okay. I, oh, here's my answer. Keep him this year, win the title, he retires on a high note. I think you said this. Uh, how do you keep Devin Booker, of course, um, Chris Paul, DeAndre and Mikael Bridges? And Cam Johnson, who you got to pay. I'm just saying. Yeah. Cam Johnson, I, I, I love Cam, and you know that. But, boy, you're asking an awful lot when you're saying those five. I think you can keep those five, but it's when you start talking about trading for an OG and an OB and keeping those, so having six, that's really tough to do. But I I honestly, I let these playoffs decide who I'm keeping. I go through and I'm okay. Well, if you all showed up in the playoffs, I got a tough decision, but it's a good one because we're probably in the NBA Finals. If yeah, not, but you're out. It, yeah, but Chris Paul, I mean, to um, Jay Will's point, Chris Paul is a guy you're going to need. Now, we all understand about the, the, the postseason issues that Chris Paul has had, but Jay Will is talking about, hey, Chris Paul staying here and playing with Kevin Durant to help you get to that championship level. And I tend to agree with that. I think you have to have him this year. So 36% say keep him for next season. 34% say trade him before the deadline. 30% say trade him in the offseason. So Brian Flores is no longer in the running for the Cardinals head coach vacancy. ESPN's Adam Schefter reported last night that he is going to Minnesota to be the Vikings' next defensive coordinator. How surprised were you when you heard this news? Uh, Very. And and it's funny because some of the people that have responded to me on Twitter are like, dude, he knew he wasn't getting the job. Well, that's part of the problem. Part of the problem is you already let Brian Flores know he wasn't getting the job and you were determined (laughs) to take one of the... That's what I'm complaining about. So I was surprised. Okay, what is... I was surprised as well to answer your question. And what blew my mind was he was scheduled to interview. Yeah, why, why schedule that? He agreed to interview tomorrow, correct? Uh-huh. It was supposed to be Wednesday. He agreed to interview that. And then all of a sudden we find out, no, he's taking the job. He's taking the job for the Minnesota Vikings as their defensive coordinator. That was shocking to me. Because of that, somebody had to tip him off that he wasn't the front runner to get the job in Arizona. And that, to me, is an even bigger 
problem, honestly. Then why are you scheduling an interview, a second interview with a guy that you know you're not going to hire? What's the point of the second interview? There's nothing he can do to win you well, over? Once again, you got to do your due diligence. You're going to talk to the three finalists once again, but do you think they had an idea who they liked? Do you think they ranked the three finalists coming into this last week? I think so. I think you would do that naturally. Yeah, you would, but I, it, just in that position, if I'm Brian Flores, I would think, oh, I got the second interview. I can win them over. Even exactly if I'm right. Exactly right. It maybe he heard he wasn't the front runner. And because of that, he was like, I'm not going to let you decide it. I'm going to decide it. The other part of this is I just don't think the Vikings defensive coordinator job, like, he, he, to me, was in a position where you risk it if you really want the Cardinals head coaching job because if you don't get it, you're still working with Tomlin in Pittsburgh and there will be plenty of other defensive coordinator offers yeah. next year if that's all you think you can get right now. Interesting. The Cardinals' other two finalists that we know of are Giants offensive coordinator Mike Kafka and Bengals defensive coordinator Lou Anarumo. Both would be first-time head coaches. Wolf, do you want to ruin another coach's <laughs> chance of becoming the Cardinals' next head coach? Okay, why do you say that, Mal? Why? Because Just every because. single time that you have said, I want this guy. It's reported pretty much yeah. a day later, week okay. later, <laughs> that, that he's not coming here. Um, <laughs> Poor Lou. Why don't you say you want both of them and let's see what they do next year? <laughs> Okay, Sean Payton, I get your point. Yeah, it happened with Sean Payton, Brian Flores, of course, Vance Joseph, and Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn was in there, too. Dan yeah. Quinn was yeah. in there as well. Yeah. So I'm over 4 right now. Let's make it over 5. Lou Anarumo will be the next head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. All right, so we can start getting the audio ready for the Mike Kafka is yes. being hired as NFL head coach. Uh, all right, sorry, that was, Lou. That was, uh, yeah, I'm sorry on, uh, on my co-host's behalf there, Lou. I, I like Lou of the two. Lose. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is rhyming way too much. We're going to break. That was Wolf and Down Your Lunch. Thank you, Aaron. Uh, we come back. Devin Booker is making his return tonight after 21 games. So what do you expect from Book in his first game? What do you expect from the Suns now that they are finally running their starting five out there? It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports All Access. Presented by Bud Light and FanDuel. All right, it's time to give stuff away. It's time for our Arizona Sports All-Access Qualifier. Mackenzie Lewis from Scottsdale, you have 10 minutes to call 602-260-9870 to qualify for your chance to win tickets to the Super Bowl, Wolf. No big deal, just Super Bowl tickets. Uh, If Mackenzie Lewis doesn't call within 10 minutes, we're going to open the phone lines to somebody else. If you didn't hear your name, you can still qualify by texting SUPER to 620-620 and listen for your name on the Burns and Gambo Show. Listen throughout this week, certainly, but... uh, once again, Mackenzie Lewis from Scottsdale. That is our qualifier for this show today. Ten minutes to call 602-260-9870. Otherwise, the phone lines get crazy. Uh, all right, on to basketball. Devin Booker making his return tonight. Has not played since Christmas Day. He was on an absolute tear in the first portion of the season. I mean, he was putting up MVP caliber numbers. I know he wasn't the favorite, and a lot of people's minds wasn't even top five, top six, or whatever. It doesn't change the fact what he was doing for the Suns when he got hurt. So tonight, you get Devin Booker back. You have your starting five for, as best as I can tell, the first time since October 28th. And uh, now you get to see what this Phoenix Suns team is for one game before the trade. (laughs) Yeah, that's the difficult situation. You would love to see it a little bit more, a larger sample size, but that's not going to be the case. And I'm sure James Jones is looking at the pieces that he has individually here, but there's no denying that. The rumors have been out there. 
the involvement, of course, with the Phoenix Suns of the Brooklyn Nets, the Kyrie Irving situation, the KD from the summer, as a matter of fact, and now KD once again is back. Supposedly, the Nets not being interested in a DeAndre Ayton. I cannot even look at the game tonight without looking at it through the prism. More so of Devin Booker. I can't look at it without looking through the prism of DeAndre Ayton. That's just me. And how he, he goes out and plays. And how intense he plays. And whether he's engaged or not. I think Devin Booker, Devin Booker's going to go out and look like Book. That's what I think. When you're a great player, that's what happens. Yes, I don't know if he's going to be on any type of minutes restriction. That's true. But for me, I expect him to go out and look exactly like Devin Booker. And I haven't heard of any minutes restriction with him. So, you know what, 25, not out of the realm of possibility. No, and the other thing with this, too, is we are going into this game tonight. The Suns have won eight of their last ten, and they are currently tied for fifth in the Western Conference. So if you're talking about treading water, weathering the storm, whatever you want with all these guys out, really once Cam Johnson came back, they started to pick it up. Even when Cam Johnson hasn't had his best games, they Mikel Bridges just took off when Cam Johnson came back. Now you finally have your lineup back, and, and I know nothing's guaranteed, but you have to sort of assume now going forward you're going to be relatively healthy. That's the only yes. way you can do this. You did weather the storm. You're in the top six, even. What were we saying on the show? You just you have to at least be in the play-in yes. so you can work your way up. You figure when Booker comes back, that's going to give you a boost. You are currently two games out of third in the Western Conference behind Sacramento, who just won't go away. You know what's incredible about this, too? The, the whole story, and this really has been the theme with the Phoenix Suns all season long, is trying to find different ways to play. Trying to find different ways to play and win games. When you didn't have Chris Paul ready to go, when you didn't have DeAndre Ayton, when you didn't have Devin Booker, different ways of playing. Macal Bridges is somebody we have talked about over and over and over again, and how Macal Bridges has expanded his game. Have we not seen this? The Macal Bridges, as a defensive guy, that's how his career started, and then a three and D guy is what he became. Right, a guy that could shoot the three and do it reliably. Now all of a sudden he's a guy that can actually pull it, uh, put the ball on the floor, pull it up from mid-range and hit that. Now we've seen him evolve into a guy that could get you points when you had to have it. Well, he's more assertive to win too. games. That, that's the other guy to watch here is, and we got to the point last week where DeAndre Ayton just flat out said it. They're running plays. They're running Devin Booker's plays yeah. for Mikel Bridges. Right. And he was thriving and he was being more assertive right. and the team is winning. Now, obviously, those are Devin Booker's plays and you're giving them back to Devin Booker. But how does it impact Mikel Bridges? Mikel has never struck me as a guy who's like, I got to get my points for me. It's, I got to get my points because Monty's telling me I got to get my points or we're going to lose this game, right. basically. But it, it'll be an interesting adjustment period for him. But I think big picture, they're going to be better off because when Devin Booker's not out there, Mikel Bridges can step in maybe into that role. We're going to, they've given Monty hey, Williams a little bit to work with now. More than anything else, when we talk about Mikel Bridges to me, basically, the very first thing I think of is confidence. And confidence is the currency of competition. It is. You buy and sell performances based on your confidence level so much of the time. Is it 100% time? No, it isn't. There are no guarantees. But you do. When you are a confident individual, think about anything you're doing around the house. Think about when you have confidence, you know what you're doing. Guess what? The task, whatever it is, becomes a lot easier. 
When you're confident and you know you know what you're doing. Same thing applies when you compete professionally. And to me, again, the confidence that Macau Bridges has gained in the absence of Devin Booker is really going to pay off, I think, at some point in time for the Phoenix Suns. Having said all of that, what do you expect from Devin Booker tonight? I expect him to go out and look like Devin Booker, period. To me, I want to know what DeAndre Ayton does. How engaged is he? How does he play? D.A., why? Uh, I don't know. It's the Brooklyn Nets, and the Brooklyn Nets have been rumored to actually be involved in some trade scenarios with the Phoenix Suns. And here it is two days before the trade deadline. And, oh, by the way, Matt Ishbia is going to be introduced tomorrow. (laughs) Um, Boy, there's just a lot that is starting to swirl around this game tonight, Luke. It's interesting. Booker's coming back, and you're going to watch D.A. Booker's coming back, and I'm going to watch Mikel Bridges. <laughs> but you know you're going to watch Booker. So, I mean, that's there's no question. Really, the, the question here is, do you have any idea why they're shining that giant light directly in my eyes from over there? No. That giant floodlight? Oh, my goodness. Like, you know what like it is? directly in my What eyes. is going on with that they right there? They're landing an airplane over there? Um, wow. That is... I, I'm going to turn my back to it. <laughs> that's why I thought you I stood right up. right now, because honestly, where's my shades? Time to <laughs> put them on... Move. The and we're talking about a light base in Orleans that's about 100 yards away. Yeah, and it gets stronger, apparently. Uh, oh, my goodness. Can you is. imagine walking up to that thing? You'd be blinded. Blinded by the light. That, that actually is a real song. So now, now you're at least quoting real songs. Yeah. As to whatever Who you did that song, before. by the way? I, ladies and gentlemen, I don't go for Manford soft Man. music. I'm not big it's into, not. you know, blinded by, yeah, I get I'm not it. into pop music. But yet you keep quoting Okay, it. well, I know, but okay. it's in your head. No. And now you knew exactly what it was, too. Didn't you? And I'm literally being blinded by the light as I know it. <laughs> so, guys, uh, Bruce Springsteen wrote that song and originally performed it. First then, of all, I don't believe that. Okay, it, it, uh, Rick, he's right. I don't believe he is Bruce right. Springsteen wrote the song "Blinded by the Light," and then Manfred Mann covered it. Oh my goodness! Don't put me in this awkward position of agreeing with Rick. You're going to tell me right. the boss wrote that song? Correct. And it, no, it, no it wonder why he different. let Manfred Mann cover it. He wrote it. And he's it like, sounds a lot like, different when he does it. <laughs> also, also, he did Luke? He looked at a Rick and he said, "You know what? I, I, this yeah, is good you, for you." you. Take this. Maybe it was on a napkin. He was yeah, like, "You just take right. this." The pond is good for you. I'll take the pool. <laughs> also, here's a fun fact about it: Bruce Spring. That song went into number one, and Bruce Springsteen is one of the only artists out there, or one of a few artists, to write a number one song for somebody, <laughs> but not have one himself. <laughs> that is a fun fact. In addition to the fact that I now can't see anything. Yeah, <laughs> so, it's just a bunch of light and Rick talking uh, about Bruce Springsteen. But uh, going back to Devin Booker, the, um, <laughs> the return. Can you actually return from that cliff oh, you were standing on? He's the boss. Okay, great. Now look, he's... Uh, well, he is the boss. Oh, there it is. Yeah, There's the segue. Now, you are a professional broadcaster. And we answered that age-old question of who's the boss, too. Look at how we tied it all together right there. This is what it's like when you're finally going to have your basketball team complete for the first time. Relatively complete. You still have Jay Crowder sitting in a gym somewhere typing out emojis. But relatively yes. complete for the first time since a couple games at the start of the year yeah. and really since like going into the Dallas series last year. Yeah, you know, it's so weird, too. Um, again, yeah, here, here it is. Your starters are going to be together once again, and we've all been waiting for this. And yet, I'm sorry, Basin Onions. My eyes are going to be on DeAndre Ayton. I, I keep coming back to this because I think he's going to be moved. <laughs> 
I think he's going to be moved before the trade deadline. You think we're going to be sitting here when he gets moved? I I think he's going to be moved. Now, again, nobody has told me that, obviously. I'm not breaking any news. I'm just reading the tea leaves, metaphorically speaking. And to me, I do believe... This is going to be really, really interesting to watch D.A. play tonight. And also, Basinonians, watch how they feature DeAndre Ayton. How often do they try to get him the ball tonight? Do they make that two-man game and emphasize that two-man game with Chris Paul tonight? If they emphasize D.A. in the offense tonight in a way where they don't typically and everybody's back... Then maybe you're on to something. Then then I may have to <laughs> admit that you're on to something. Uh, but not yet. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. Sean from the 602 texted in. Is it possible the Cardinals want to interview an Eagles or Chiefs coach, hence the delay? Um, Sean, anything is possible at this point. I don't know why you wouldn't. I mean, if it's going to drag on into mid-February anyway, why wouldn't? There's, there's some pretty good coaches uh, on the Eagles and Chiefs, obviously. That's why they're at the point they're at. We come back the Cardinals lost another head coaching candidate yesterday so what happened with brian flores we'll get into it next it's wolf and luke on arizona sports the local sports leader arizona sports all access presented by bud light and FanDuel. We're playing that sounder, Wolf. That means uh, Mackenzie Lewis has missed the opportunity to call in and be entered for a chance to qualify for Super Bowl 57 tickets. Mackenzie, what are you doing? Well, um, what it also means, though, is we're opening the phone lines right now. 602-260-9870. You want to give me a caller number? Otherwise, I'm going with uh, five, the number of coaches we've wanted for the Cardinals. Okay, that's okay. I'm going to go number four. Number four. Four coaches that I've said I wanted for the next coach for the Cardinals. All right. And they've been passed over. Okay, so uh, caller number four right now at 602-260-9870. You will be our Arizona Sports All-Access Qualifier for today. You'll have a chance to win Super Bowl tickets, and you will uh, get some other cool prizes as well. All right. You ready to get back into this Brian Flores stuff? No. Okay. <laughs> well, let's do it. Unfortunately, we don't have an option. Um, this is Ian Rappaport talking about the fact that uh, yesterday afternoon, Brian Flores decides to, before his interview, that his second interview is scheduled with the Cardinals tomorrow. He decides, you know what, I would rather be the defensive coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings than even take this interview. So here's Ian Rappaport. My understanding is he was a top candidate for Minnesota, along with Ejiro Evero, who, of course, went to the Carolina Panthers. This actually has been the works for some time. And you mentioned Flores' other opportunities. You're right. He had previously scheduled a head coach interview, a second one, with the Arizona Cardinals, also a defensive coordinator interview with the Denver Broncos. Instead of going through with those, Brian Flores ends up choosing a prime location. And of course, relationships is what this whole thing is about, right? So, Kevin O'Connell, the uh, head coach of the Minnesota Vikings, was with Brian Flores in New England. Flores was a defensive assistant. O'Connell was a player. The two hit it off, but of course have stayed in touch. Hard to imagine a better or more important hire for the Vikings. They got some talent on defense, but obviously need a little more and certainly struggled defensively this year despite all they did offensively. Now they land Brian Flores to come in and immediately improve that defensive unit. 
Yeah, you know, that remains to be seen. Brian Flores improving that defensive unit and whether or not that's going to happen. To me, I thought it was odd because if you were Brian Flores and you were going to take a defensive coordinator job, wouldn't the Denver job be very appealing to you? That was actually my second thought yesterday. It was at least Denver didn't get him. <laughs> There's only so many coaching candidates you can take from the Cardinals. That would have been a kick in the cradle yeah, that right would have there. Been one Sean step Payton too far. goes yeah. up there to be the head coach in yeah. Denver, and then Sean Payton hires Brian Flores. Yeah. As a, Okay, listen, the, the first thought I had on this right here is why would would Brian Flores schedule a second interview that he never planned on interviewing at? Why, why would he schedule that? Why would he go ahead and say, you know what, I'm going to interview for a second time with the Arizona Cardinals for their head coach position on Wednesday. I'm going to schedule that. And then all of a sudden take a job before Wednesday as a defensive coordinator in Minnesota. It doesn't make a ton of sense now. There there are possible explanations. We don't know that any of these are true. He may have he may have just decided, okay, um, you know, look, he may have heard he wasn't going to get the job in Arizona. I don't know why they would have an interview if they knew for sure he wasn't going to get the job, but whatever. I think there is something to the fact that he has been a head coach once. We all agree that it was pretty messed up circumstances where he lost that job. But if I'm Brian Flores, I'm just trying to put myself in his shoes, I'm looking at my second head coaching job and being like, I got to be really selective with this because if I take the next one and let's say things don't go well, you don't have Kyler Murray this yes. year, for, or you know, however much you don't have Kyler. Let's say this year you don't make the playoffs because you have a disjointed season with the injury, and then next season is that is that it for you? If if you don't if you can't turn the team around next season, are you gone? Are we so tied to Kyler Murray that whatever coach comes in here, if they don't turn it around, that coach is gone? If you're Brian Flores and it happens again, you may not get a third chance. So there is absolutely something to that. Yes. So I, I don't want yes. people to misunderstand me like I'm upset at Brian Flores for doing this. I'm not. I'm frustrated that the Cardinals can't get an experienced head coach. Whether that's the that case or not. you more than anything else. That's what it looks like. It looks like, I mean, Dan Quinn, I'd rather go back to Dallas. Sean Payton, I'd rather go to Denver. Uh, now Brian Flores, I'd rather go be the defensive coordinator in Minnesota. Yeah, and I totally agree with what you're saying, Luke, in regard to this being a bad look. It's a bad look that suddenly you're just, you're, you've, you're taking the quote-unquote leftovers of the coaches who've been passed over. And you've got guys that are taking defensive coordinator jobs. And I think, once again, going back to that, that Brian Flores was tipped off, that he wasn't the front runner for the Arizona Cardinals. Now, who did that? I have no idea. But that's the reason, the only explanation to me, why you'd schedule a wow. second interview and then say, you know what, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go take this defensive coordinator job. I, I mean, there is another explanation that we haven't talked about, and because I hesitate to bring it up. What? Because that doesn't mean it's necessarily what it is. But what if these guys don't want to coach your quarterback? Well, what once if, again, why would you schedule the second interview? That's fair. But that's I'm, I'm just going bigger picture. But yeah, no, I mean, yeah. what if what if somebody got in Brian Flores' ear and they're like, look, if things don't work out right away, it'll be you that's gone, not Kyler. Yeah, and I he thought. was like, if I go to Minnesota, I could be the head coach somewhere else in two or three years or whatever. Yeah, I, you know, again, uh, we don't know the answer to that, and we never will know the answer to that. But um, yeah, I was bummed out. I was bummed out when Brian Flores was ruled out because he took a job as a defensive coordinator with the Minnesota Vikings. I thought Brian Flores was a guy that uh, Kyler Murray could shape his career on. I thought Brian Flores would be that anvil. He's a very, very tough guy, an old school guy that walks around in new school clothes, which is 
to me a key once again. It's all about reaching and teaching these players. And listen, um, I don't know who's going to be best. I know this, to your point. It's a bad look when you're the one sitting there, the music has stopped, and you're standing and not sitting in a chair. I understand the way it looks. It looks bad. The, the most important thing that I continue to console myself, because I love my big red, and you know it. The, the thing I continue to console myself with is this. It doesn't matter what the look is as long as it works or doesn't work. No, you're 100% right. It's it, the it's a results-oriented business. It's just it's going to be tough for Lou Anarumo or Mike Kafka because you're stepping in. You won't have Kyler Murray. You're already going to have a lot of people frustrated with this hiring process. Yeah, you, you, everyone says you're, you're not going to have Kyler Murray. I, I just refuse to believe We're that. At the very start, it doesn't I, sound... You're Absolutely. But you're going to have him mentally. You're, he's going to be there. He's going to be sitting in that room, right? He's going to be listening to your offense. Yeah. He's going to be listening to your culture that you're setting. He's going to be there. It's like you said earlier, you're trying to play the percentages here. And some of this is not within the Cardinals' control. Kyler Murray being hurt, there's nothing they can do about yeah. that. But would you rather have, okay, we, we moved on from Cliff Kingsbury and Dan Quinn's coaching and, and Kyler Murray's good to go. We, no one, doubt. Here we go. Or would you rather have... <laughs> that seems... Yeah, but, but, but here it is. That seems great. Yeah, you're right. You'd rather have this this decisive, uh, definitive plan that you're operating and orchestrating in front of everybody, and then it falls apart and doesn't work. I, to me, what I care about, what I care about, it works. That's what I care about. There is a higher percentage chance that first scenario works. Then here's another by, first year coach and Kyler's hurt. By by yes, by your perception, there's no doubt about that. There is a higher chance. To me, I don't care about the percentages. I don't care about the look. I want the result. the The result is all that I care about. That's why whoever they hire as their head coach to me, whatever it is, it's going to be a situation. Okay, now it's prove it time. Whether that's Mike Kafka or Lou. Rumo, whatever. Now it's prove it time. None of it matters anymore. The look doesn't matter anymore. It will be over. Now it's prove it. Well, it's prove it, and and whoever you hire ideally sticks around for a while because unfortunately the look matters in the sense of do other people around the league view the Cardinals this way? Sure. It doesn't really matter if we or fans view it that way. It's, you know, you know how I've been on this since the season was going. I want them to have a plan if they're going to fire Cliff. I wanted them to have somebody with experience that they were bringing in and I wanted them to be assertive and quick about it. Yeah. You know, not not like hasty, but just assertive about it. I said this earlier. If you're going to hire Mike Kafka, if you hired him two weeks into the process, it would feel a lot better than now where it feels like it it feels like you either can only get first-year head coaches to come here, yes. or that's all you want because you feel like you're outsmarting the rest of the league. Outsmarting the rest of the league and making it harder on yourself is not a recipe for consistent success. You would have made a horrible end in J.R.R. Tolkien's Middle Earth. You'd be you know surprised that? how much I You would have made a horrible end. I don't know what you're talking about, well, but I would assume that's... Living trees that don't move hasty. <laughs> I would not have been a good living tree that doesn't move hastily. You're right. Uh, coming up next, we're going to test our Super Bowl smarts as we are out here at Media Row. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. I'm going to recover from being called a horrible ent. Yes. That's uh, Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. Luke is no ent. The local sports leader. Arizona Sports. The local sports leader. Patrick Mahomes or Jalen Hurts? Uh, I don't know.
Andy Reid or Nick Sirianni. Yeah, I don't know it. Chris Jones or Hassan Reddick. It's time to test your Super Bowl smarts on the Wolf and Luke Show. All right, Super Bowl smarts, the rematch. Uh, it's not important who wins, but I am the defending champion from yesterday. So <laughs> but it's, it's not important, It's not important who wins today. It's important. It's like who, who won the first Super Bowl. That's a lot more important than the third one or something. Um, so Super Bowl smarts, Aaron Maloney's here with uh, trivia questions. This is going to feel like an interrogation because of Freddie Floodlight over there that's just blasting yeah. us both in the face. But um, And by the way, just so you know right yeah. now, if I do win, you're not going to hear the end of it. I know. I just, <laughs> because you are playing the worst human being in the history of sports trivia. That was obvious. Don't let it get to your head, Wolf. (laughs) I said the worst, Mal. Yesterday. Oh, I see what you're saying, though, in a very, yeah. Don't let it get you down. Okay, I read you. You started, what, six of seven and uh, finished 0 for 3, 0 for 4 to come Uh, from ahead to lose? That's right. Thank you. Here we go again. Alrighty, guys. This player is big on fashion, and he believes that the biggest part of fashion is what you have on your feet. Is it Hassan Reddick or is it Chris Jones? Oh, man. Totally Chris Hassan. Jones questions are getting me. Hassan Reddick. I need, okay. to, I need to do my Chris Jones research after okay. the show for tomorrow. Yeah. We'll do this again. I don't remember hearing that about Hassan Reddick. Maloney said she's going to make the questions a lot harder today because we were having fun yesterday. Hassan is big. On, I've seen him in a lot of different outfits, man. Like... Wild outfits, too. All right. Stuff that I could not pull off, ladies and gentlemen. That goes without saying. <laughs> I'll go with Hassan Reddick. Okay. Who do you? Hassan. It's Hassan Reddick. Ooh, there you right, go. Right. See that? Perfect start. All right. I talked you into you it. You did. I'm glad. I totally used you on that one, too. Thank you. Okie dokie, guys. This head coach in his young catering days denied John Wayne extra meatballs. Andy Reid. Okay. I just heard catering. Can I have the question to go? This head coach, in his young catering days, denied John Wayne extra meatballs. (laughs) Okay. okay. This is true. This is amazing if it's true. It It has to be Andy Reid. It is Andy Reid. Thank you. He said if he knew he played football, he would have given him as many as he wanted. But I was told, and I was instructed to give three meatballs or we were going to run out. (laughs) (laughs) Somewhere Jared Carlin is listening and ready to entire kebab off that question. Every day, this quarterback writes down what he is grateful for in his journal. How do you know this? Like, how did you find this? A lot of research, guys. I'm producing. That's my fault for asking. Uh, I have an answer, but it's Wolf's turn to go first. I've gone first on every one of these. I said Andy Reid before she even asked the second question. There's only been two questions. Patrick Mahomes. Jalen Hurts. It's Jalen Hurts. Oh, (laughs) that hurt. (laughs) See what you did there. That hurts. Figuratively. This head coach developed a relationship with Todd Haley that stemmed from a chance encounter at a local YMCA. Andy Reid. Well, that's your fault. That I said that. <laughs> I said that with certainty. Oh, that kind of that kind of derailed me off my answer, but I, I'm going to go right. with Nick Sirianni. It's Nick Sirianni. Oh, don't get distracted. Boy, you that's there. I am. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It's four two through four questions. Look at I'm sliding the shorts on. They're a little tight, ladies and gentlemen. Do I get anything if I'm perfect? No. 
it's a perfect score. Bragging right now. rights? All right, I'm not sure. Okay. So this player is a very superstitious. In fact, when this player was on a sack streak, he never changed his game gloves, even though he said by the end they smelled like a dead animal. <laughs> is it Hassan Reddick or Chris Jones? <laughs> That's graphic. That's so good. I'm going to go Chris Jones. I got to go Chris Jones, too. It's Chris Jones. Wow. And a little other fun fact, Chris Jones also ate at the same the same meal at the same restaurant with the same two teammates every Monday during the streak. Did so. Andy Reid deny him meatballs? I cannot confirm okay. nor deny that, so... This coach studied journalism in college before pursuing coaching. That's Andy Reid. He did that thing again where you say Andy Reid's name with certitude. I'm gonna I'm gonna trust you this time. I'm gonna go Andy Reid. It's Andy Reid. All right. This is this is amazing. I'm so in Luke's head right now. I'm six for six. You're not in anybody's oh. head. Should, have, all these people from these other tables should be gathering around still. watching this at this point. We have five left, guys. Okay. Okay. Five left. Thank you. I thought I won. All right. This quarterback is a vinyl collector. He started collecting vinyl records to have something unique for his new space. Patrick Mahomes or Jalen Hurts? I'll go first this time. I'll go first. I want to... I'm going to say Jalen Hurts. Maloney just does not give you a read when you say an answer. Like, she should play poker professionally. Yes. Jalen Hurts. It's Jalen Hurts. Nice. Maybe it's this music that inspires me. This head coach grew up as a fan of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I hope for his sake it's not Nick Sirianni. It's, it's campy. It's uh, you're you're up first here, buddy. I'm going to say Nick Sirianni. You know why? Because he comes from Jamestown, Jamestown, New York. Isn't that where Roger Goodell is from? Yes. Very good, Mel. Only just got the Jamestown, New York, which is about 90 minutes south of Buffalo. Basically, where's Andy Reid from? So. I, Andy Reid, uh, he's more Eagles, Philadelphia, I believe. Okay. Um, I, I think he's Eastern. What? I was going to say where he was from, but then I realized I probably shouldn't. Okay. I kind of feel like it's Andy Reid, but I'm going to say Nick Sirianni just because it's more of a story if the Eagles coach grew up liking the Steelers. Yes. It's Nick Sirianni. There you go. <laughs> I knew it. Is there like a Powerball here somewhere? Instead of being a Buffalo Bill fan, you're Western New York. Jamestown is Western New York. Okay, it's down near the Pennsylvania border, but still. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. This quarterback was nicknamed Showtime growing up. Patrick Mahomes or Jalen Hurts? It's the score right now, 8-6, I believe. You're actually not having a bad run. I'm rolling. Huh, but That's a 50-50. Kind not, of not perfect, yeah. Um, I'm going to go Patrick Mahomes. Jalen Hurts. Patty Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even need to answer the last two questions. Okay, great. I can just walk out since it's nine six. I'm gonna go get food. Luke won. Luke won, and the game's still going. Mister Trivia. This coach worked as a vendor at a baseball stadium as a teenager. Just for the record, nine for nine. I'd still lose to Vince somehow if he was here. Of course. Um, 
I'm going to go with Nick Sirianni. Sirianni. Wolf's looking around like the answer is going to walk by. It was Andy Reid. <sighs> All the so Andy he was Reed a jobs. hot dog vendor at Dodger Stadium. And he was a caterer. Yeah. That's like, it was almost too spot on. All right, nobody got that one. Okay, so this is the last one, guys. Okay. There we go. Mr. Perfect. Uh, Andy Reid ruined it for me. This player's cheat meal of choice is a half pound of burnt ends and french fries. Is it Hassan Reddick or Chris Jones? Who were you going to say that was fries? before I even gave you the choices? Patty Mahomes. Yeah. Anything I, I, with I'm, ketchup would be Patrick Mahomes. Okay, I'm going Chris Jones. Are you kidding me? Down in Kansas City, the best barbecue? Well, it's right up there with Nashville or Memphis. Kansas City barbecue. Yeah, I'm going Chris Jones. Yeah, I'll go Chris Jones, too. It's Chris Jones. Yeah, wow. Oh, Andy Reid, so my moment of one. perfection. Yes. So what okay, was, Luke you know, won. You didn't do badly, Wolf. No, I know. I listen. I, I feel like I represented, but when you're given a fifty-fifty, <laughs> so I feel do like well. these yeah. questions were pretty soft. They, they, yeah. No, they weren't. This is the hardest thing. Make I've ever them had harder to do. as we go. You need me to come up with more? (laughs) Are we doing this Thursday or Friday? Well, I was thinking about doing prop bets on Thursday (laughs) and maybe bold predictions on Friday. But if you want more, then all right. No, I think you're right. You want more? You want more? Let's go with the prop bets, man. You're asking for these to get harder? You just went seven and four. I mean, it's not like you were revolutionizing the game. But still, come on. (laughs) But still, bring it on. Raise the bar here. Just walk through it. All right, that was Super Bowl smarts. The NBA Board of Governors has approved the sale of the Phoenix Suns to Matt So how hands-on will the new owner be? We'll get into that next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.